Patriot Paparazzi News. Let's believe the name of the show. Uh, it's called No Tears for the Shadow Puppets. Right? Uh, by this time next week, all the American news agencies will report that the United States has reached the quote-unquote grim milestone of 100,000 deaths. They will show this off in 80-point font, maybe even color it red. It will be the talking point of viral experts and politicians for weeks to come. This is a number I talked about months ago, and it's significant, something the media has wanted since the beginning. Even as the states open from coast to coast, the situation appears to grow more dire. Well, if you listen to the mainstream media. Over the last few weeks, I've gotten more and more first-hand reports of towns and states opening without any complications. People just quietly settling back into familiar routines because that's what human beings do. And even though it might sound a bit childish, I told you so. You'll be hearing more of those as 2020 continues. 100,000 sounds like a lot, but it's been five months, and we're talking about a country of 350 million Americans. Many things in this world kill people more quickly than that. Hell, at this point, you might as well say a cool million people have died, and it wouldn't matter because you haven't scared them enough to listen. A quick review and lesson to anyone who wants to control populations of the future. If you want to scare people, then actually give them something to be scared about. And what I mean is that up until now, it hasn't been personal. Find me someone who went to their contact list on their phone and found a person who died from the virus. And of course, we have to qualify that they died from the virus. If they had any other condition that was more pressing, say lung cancer or heart failure, then it really doesn't count. Remember, if this were an actual pandemic, there would be bodies in the streets stacked like firewood. More importantly, you would know people who died from it. That's what was advertised when we started this whole thing. A 1% mortality rate. One in a hundred people. That's 3.5 million people in the United States alone. If this would have been an actual pandemic, then the hospitals would have been overrun in all states. Instead, we are laying off healthcare workers in droves. Why? Because in a perceived emergency, people stay away from hospitals to save resources. No elective surgery, no routine checkups, no anything but virus treatment. But the thing that I noticed recently, or should I say didn't notice, were the tears for the deceased. You see, if this was an actual pandemic, then there would be misery, despair, and mourning. Mourning for the dead. And there should be plenty to go around. More importantly, and I can't stress this enough, is that if this was an actual pandemic, healthy people would be struck down. Remember that, because I'm not seeing it. Healthy people aren't supposed to die. They are the last people we expect to get sick. When a healthy person suddenly becomes ill and dies, it comes as a shock. And that's what we hear time and time again. It's a cliche. He or she looked great. Then they had a heart attack or a blood clot or got hit by a bus, and then they died. 
no one sees it coming. That's where the serious tears come in because you're not ready for it. If you had a family member who had been dying of lung cancer for the last two years, then gets diagnosed with the virus right before they die, yes, you get sad. But you had plenty of time to deal with the pain, starting with the initial diagnosis two years earlier. That's why the media is having such a hard time maintaining the drums of fear. There isn't enough personal misery. Moreover, misery loves company. And if this were an actual pandemic, everyone you came across would be very cautious about bringing up the death of family members. It would be a common denominator. We would have all lost people. But it's the opposite of that. I talk with friends. We compare notes. We shrug our shoulders because nothing is happening. And the world becomes less scary with each passing day. Does the media try to put some sad people on camera here and there yes but i think they've learned their lessons over the years all it takes is one robbie parker smiling before a cnn press conference and all the credibility goes to hell don't remember robbie parker he was one of the parents of sandy hook his six-year-old daughter was supposedly gunned down and yet 24 hours later he gives a live press conference on cnn it's a well-known fact that the toughest thing in, to do in acting is cry on cue. Robbie was no exception, and he forgot that the camera, well, cameras, <laughs> were live the second he went outside. My point is that a lot of mothers cried for Robbie and Robbie's daughter, and I'm sure that a lot of people have cried for the virus victims. Word to the wise, don't. Not now. Not when the American deaths are just numbers on a screen, just shadow puppets on a wall. Maybe one day there will be something worthy of your tears. Maybe the event will be better late than never. Maybe when the powers take the reins off and show us what they can really do, maybe then there will be something to cry about. Until then, save your grief, your sorrow, and your tears. We've all got better things to do, like waking up everyone around us and changing the world.